My name is Matt Brown. They're not going to foul. The Heat will let it play out. It's over. At last, the long wait is over. After 47 years, the Denver Nuggets can finally call themselves NBA champions. And let's start the show. Now you are an NBA champion, Nicola. How does that feel? It's good. It's good. The job is done. We can go home now. What up, everybody? The world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Wednesday, June 14th, 2023. The NBA Finals are officially over. The Denver Nuggets are your NBA Finals champions. And before we talk about this historic win for this franchise and how impactful it is as a whole, I just want to remind you, to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show across all social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at ProdCavoPod, TikTok at Productive Conversations, Facebook at Productive Conversations. Check us out on YouTube. You know what it's called, Productive Conversations. So the NBA Finals is over. Our two-month coverage of the NBA postseason has come to an end. And as fresh faces made it declared from the beginning, the Denver Nuggets will be your NBA champions. He was right. He got the gentleman sweep right. They won five games to one, as well as Alex Young. And this was a really great postseason. It seemed like the somewhat regular postseason. Despite all the hell and high water we've gone through since the pandemic started, and a year removed from when society went quote-unquote back to normal, it was nice to experience a postseason with many highs, little lows, but many highs. And especially me as a Knicks fan, you cannot be more excited for the future for the Knicks. But to focus on what's happening here and what just happened on Monday night, the Denver Nuggets won it all. Nikola Jokic, he's not only a two-time MVP winner, he's not only the best center in the league, he's not only arguably one of the new faces of the NBA and a definite superstar, but he is an NBA champion. As well as Mike Malone, who has had some journey to be a head coach, many assistant, many assistant coaching jobs, both on the college and professional level. Coach Sacramento, and it was not good over there. Gets a chance, what, four, five, six years ago with Denver, and he gives the Denver Nuggets, he gives the city of Denver and that fan base their first ever NBA championship. Couldn't do it in the ABA. Couldn't do it for 47 years in the NBA. And it was accomplished. An awesome story coming out of Denver. Not only do those two guys get rings, but Aaron Gordon, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., to say a few and many more. Pretty cool stuff for Denver. And then you have the Miami Heat, who have been such an underdog this entire postseason. They lose in the play-in game. Their first playing game, I should say. They defeat Chicago to keep their season alive and get to the eighth seed. 
They defeat the Milwaukee Bucks, who were a heavy favorite this entire season. They beat the Knicks, who they themselves are on the rise as a franchise and exciting so many people across the league. They almost blow a 3-0 series lead against Boston, but they pull it off and get back to the finals after a short four-year absence. Three-year absence, three, four-year absence. And they may have been outmatched. They may have looked like they didn't even deserve to be there. But with a team of mostly undrafted players and young guys who have something, they really deserve some kind of flowers. And kudos to them and what Eric Spolster did. But now we have to sit back, relax, take the highs and lows, discuss what the discuss the great stuff happening in Denver and how this can lead to maybe a dynasty if we want to have those early talks already. But mostly just reflecting on how much fun and good this team was to watch. And then with Miami and figuring out where do they go from here, whether they have to make sacrifices this offseason uh, off or not. Very intriguing stuff. So today's NBA crew is just me and fresh faces. Right before I'm recording, within an hour, I had the other guys drop and they had legit reasons. I mean, it sucks. And, you know, life is unpredictable sometimes. But the show must go on no matter what. And kudos to Fresh Faces for stepping in. And him and I have a great talk for the next half an hour about the end of this finals. Hit on some other things, a little pre-draft stuff and other headline news. Of course, we had to do your obligatory 2023 John Morant mention in your NBA podcast. And uh, we take it from there. So let us wrap this up. Let us finish our postseason coverage. Let us finish our finals coverage. And let's talk about the Denver Nuggets winning the NBA Finals. All right, faces, it's your turn. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. All right, everybody. On Monday night... History was made. The Denver Nuggets won their first ever NBA championship. They win the 2023 NBA Finals four games to one, complete the gentleman's sweep against the Miami Heat. They win game five by score of 94 to 89. And let us see where this takes us in the history of the NBA. Well, good stuff. Nikola Jokic is your MVP. And uh, the first place in the Western Conference, well, they lived up to it pretty much. You have NBA champions now in Nikola Jokic, Coach Mike Malone, uh, Eric Gordon, Michael Porter Jr., Jamal Murray, Caldwell Pope wins another one, uh, Jeff Green, some pretty good stuff there. So we just have Fresh Faces New Ideas with us tonight. Everyone else uh, had uh, things going on, but what's going on, Faces? Uh, it's good, you know. Uh, I'm excited. I can't wait to start uh, photoshopping Wemby into real uh, Spurs jerseys for next week. <laughs> I know. Now things could really switch to, to your favor. But it's too bad you can't uh, rub it in the faces of some people tonight. But you called it here in this gentleman's sweep. They took care of it pretty handily. Jokic wins your MVP. Uh, just tell me some initial thoughts after seeing Denver win it all on Monday night. This was a really ugly game. Like, mm-hmm. like the last, for just just the refing at the end was was just 
horrendous. Like it was horrendous in the first quarter where like Jokic had two, Murray had two, Gordon had two. It was like bad. And Miami just couldn't really pull away. And then then it was okay. And then like the fourth quarter was awful. Like the first day, there was like a two or three minute stretch where they were just straight up just tackling people. Uh, yeah, right. And it just like they wouldn't call fouls. Then we have maybe one of the worst calls in NBA Finals history in the Jimmy Butler three pointer, where he kicked oh. Aaron Gordon and got the call. Oh yeah, it got the, yeah got the um at the end of the fourth quarter got his free throws out of that. Like they were trying because they did this in Game Four where they tried like they were very clearly trying to extend the series by calling some nonsense on um, Denver. I mean, obviously Denver did like. So there's a couple things. We talked about this maybe after game one and two. We talked about if the Nuggets win, um, they're not like one of the historically great teams. The uh, the the, the, those Warriors teams, the KD, they went sixteen and four. At no point in any series did they play did they trail. The only reason they lost two games in in the Sun series is because Devin Booker forgot how to had a miss for two games, like. Right. This could have very easily been a team that went sixteen and two, or sixteen and three. Like that's like historically good shit. Like they were better than everybody else, and it's not their fault that they didn't have to play Golden State. They played the team that beat Golden State. They played the team that beat uh, Milwaukee. They played the team that beat the Celtics. They played the team uh, like that's you beat whoever's in front of you. You know, you could say, "Oh, Milwaukee's a title contender." Well, they didn't beat the people in front of them to be title contenders. You have to actually win the games to be the title contender. So, like, yeah, they're gonna you're gonna knock this playoff run because oh, you know, they didn't beat anybody, but they did. They beat everybody in front of them, and they beat the brakes off of everybody. Like yeah. these games weren't close. Like this Miami team had had no shot. We talked about this before, and the crazy thing is, there's a couple of crazy things. This team is super young. Like like in the sense that they're still like in their mid twenties. And they're under contract. Like they're, this core is still together. This, the Jokic, Murray, Gordon, Porter core is still together, and it's going to get better. Like if you want, Porter Jr. was terrible throughout these in the, the finals. He was awful. Like he's not a great defender. He's an okay rebounder. He did some decent passing, but he's there to score the, the basket. And he could he shot like twelve percent from threes for the series. Like. He's going to get better. Or they're going to trade him. Like, like, you can put somebody else to be as inefficient as he is. But he's huge. He's playing with a really smart group of people. And he's, he's just going to be better. So that's a problem. Like, Jokic, there's, like, you talk about a guy's drop-off. There's no reason for him to drop off at any point. He's His game is not based on athleticism. His his size is always going to be there. Shooting touch is always going to be there. His, he's basically going to age like Dirk, except he's already slow. Like, <laughs> and he saved himself. There's, there's no, like they're the favorites coming into next year, and I and they're the favorites until somebody can prove that they're better than them. Because like, right, he's the best player. And before you really have to pay all these guys as well, <coughs> it's it's, it's but they it's, already are. They they are paying them. They're all under contract. Right, like, right. I'd say before guy, you have to give them like max deals and stuff like that. Or well, they're know, on. Like I think Jokic is on his max and Kurt, and Murray's on his max. I don't know. So because of the way the CBA is, I don't know if Murray is going to qualify for whatever the the biggest max is 
just because he missed those two years and he hasn't technically been an all-star. So I don't mm-hmm. know what the like he's not I don't know if he's gonna qualify for whatever that five year four hundred and fifty million or whatever the nonsense that it is at that point. Like just simply so that's gonna make them have a lower tax bill. Yeah. Jokic is obviously gonna qualify for whatever the, the supermax is. So they're, they're like the guys that gotta worry about are like losing Bruce Brown and like Jeff Green's like the Cobble Pope type guys. And you saw like, you a can, couple of days ago that they were making deals to get more draft picks, which is funny to see. <laughs> they could just replace those players with some solid draft picks coming into these offseason. Well, yeah. I mean, you could you could conceivably next year slot Christian Brown into more Bruce Brown's minutes, like um, that type of stuff. So, like, yeah, having they've had a relatively good job of um, uh, developing players. They obviously, like, having a real backup to – to Jokic would be good, whether it's, um, you know, uh, they have Thomas Bryant. Uh, fucking DeAndre Jordan made play, made a, an appearance in the finals. Uh, That's right. Like, that that would probably be a, a thing. I think having, like, like an actual point guard, I think would make, some, make things a little bit easier on Jamal Murray. I think his, and I, I've said this um, a couple times, during the the player front, I think their biggest weakness is Jamal Murray doing too much and having somebody like an actual facilitator who just lets him curl off. Maybe when for those Jokic sitting minutes would help him uh, develop a little, would help him more. But I mean, he he played his ass off. He I think he was the first player, um, their first guard to have uh, a ten assists in all their final games. Yes. Except I, I don't think in game five. Um, and Jokic like. He had essentially a triple double on sixty percent shooting. He shot. He had his in a game where they scored like like scoring was terrible. He had twenty eight sixteen on seventy five percent shooting. Seventy five percent shooting. Like you can't guard him. No, you can't. And it's a guy who's always pass first as well. And it clearly, and as somebody who's not faced by the spotlight at all, and you know we have these quotes forever. What is it like to win an NBA Finals? It's good. And he's more focused on going home instead of the parade. So I think that, you know, they give him credit for that. Um, As you mentioned, he probably still has a a solid five, six years of true dominance in him. And even past that prime, I'm sure he will still be able to hold it down and, and still kill it. And yeah, this is this is a really solid story for the NBA in general, having specifically this small market franchise win the finals, you know. Right before we did this show, it was always dominated by LeBron and the Warriors for years, and that was a stick with the NBA. And then our first finals we covered, we saw Milwaukee win a title for the first time in, since the 70s. Um, uh, 22, well, I'm a big already. You know, you already had the Warriors and Celtics, but then so you have this um, again. It's it's pretty cool for them to see for this specific franchise. And, and also Mike Malone, and we know he had a ways to go somewhat of a disaster in Sacramento, but Denver gave him a chance and look at him now. Right. Yeah. Like parody thing. So there was a, there's a stat that I saw recently. I want to say under David Stern's tenure, 10 teams won the NBA finals. That's nuts. And since Adam Silver's taken over seven different teams have won the NBA finals. That's awesome for the league. It really is. That's really good. And it, the parity partly because of how the CBA is going to be is going to be extended because you're going to need your two guys and that's how it's going to be. So like it's good like this, but like 
Denver's going to be a problem. They're going to be a problem for a while because they're, they're just not going to go away. Uh, and, you know, good for Miami for getting this far. But, like, they don't have a fit. Like, it was so clear they were outmatched um, on all of on, – on everything. Because we talked about – and, like, I think the two things Miami's takeaway should be is Bam played really well. Like, this was Bam's best postseason ever. Because, like, they, the, the knock on Bam is he's not aggressive enough. And that's basically been – like, it's the same thing like Giannis has no – no ability to score outside of like dunking. Uh, Bam has just been the same player basically since they made the bubble run. But he played really, really well in these finals. He was really aggressive. Um, and then the other thing is Jimmy Butler did not play well in these finals. Like no, he was you very. Say, you can't say that. You can, sorry. You can say that he didn't step up. Not wrong for saying that. Yeah, and I don't know if it was because he was hurt because he got hurt in the Knicks series, but like. He was not the 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 all world Jimmy Butler, and I don't know what happened to the Tyler Hero thing. Like the report yeah, was, he was ready to go game five. Yep, saw that go that from Shams and Woj, and just wasn't in the rotation for whatever reason. Yeah, so like, yeah, they can. I again, I I still think what I said at the beginning of this playoff run is accurate. It makes more sense for Miami to see what they can get for Jimmy Butler than it is to try to run it back with them because you're, you're not going to end up with the same the, the same type of run where you go into the finals. Like Teams are going to get better, in theory. Like Milwaukee will probably figure this shit out. Um, the, there's probably teams in the East that are going to get better. Uh, but you like, know, Watch out for others, some, sm- some smaller market teams in the West too. Who knows what Sacramento can right, pull like, off? Yeah, there's like... The Miami is clear. Like Denver's the team everyone needs to match up to, and Miami clearly cannot reach that level as they currently constructed. And I don't know who trading for is like going to make a difference because you're going to need another big guy. Like they're going to need some more size somewhere. And I don't well like like who is going to be the cha- are you going to get Jared Allen? Are you going to get like somebody like that to to try to go up against Jokic? Unless like, they I want to, Cleveland wants to keep see what they have going if they want to make a deeper run than this playoffs. Yeah, like Cleveland's a team that will probably do better. Um, you know, we don't know when where teams like we don't know maybe Detroit surprises people next year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess we we could talk about the Hornets with the with the Pelicans news, so that that might jumpstart the Hornets. <laughs> um, the Knicks will probably be better. I can't I imagine like Boston's going to melt down again like that. God knows what's going on with Philly. But, like, most of the teams are, are going to be better than they were last year. And yeah. I don't see, like, what Miami's going to do. Like, even if they get Dame, are they that much better? Is is Dame enough to, to close the gap on, on Denver? I don't think so. Maybe I don't know, if you if you put Dame in in this specific series, with they, they, they I think they at least get it to six, but... You can't really get it over the hump like that. No, I, I, um, you have to figure out what you can, and especially with this, you know, transition with the segment of where does Miami go from here, and especially a franchise who have lost two of the last four NBA finals. So now they are getting to this position, but they're not closing out that final series, and now you really have to see. Obviously, Spolstra is one of the best coaches we'll ever see, Hall of Fame coach, no doubt. But what can 
else does he have to do to get that first championship in the non-LeBron era, too? And that's, you know, these things we're brainstorming. It's a very interesting question going into this offseason. Yeah. I, I I got really nothing else about this. Like, like it's, it's, it's all season time. I imagine we're going to get... I think the John News is probably going to drop over the weekend. That would be oh, my yeah. guess. That's, it was funny seeing on Twitter. The one thing, despite Denver winning their finals, the other thing was, all right, John Morant, the John Morant decision will come out soon, any day now. Um, yeah, it has to, it must be any, it's definitely any day now. Cause they and, have like, like the, at least the before Grizzlies the draft got, too. Yeah, it has to. Cause like, you can't fuck a team like that post, like before the, like after the draft, cause they got to make this, cause maybe they make decisions during the draft that they would have, wouldn't have made otherwise. Like that's, like, you gotta have, uh, that shit. So. Right. And one last thing with, with, you know, with this and one question we asked a couple of weeks ago, and now we can say it again. And I guess we were leaning towards this about Jimmy Butler. After this loss, is Jimmy Butler a superstar? Are you asking me? I still think yeah, the answer is yes. And you do feel that way. And yeah, despite- like just because he played poorly in the finals doesn't mean like he beat that Milwaukee team. Right. Like. He'll have they, that they iconic shot like, forever. Like he has shown that he can carry a team through multiple playoff series. Um, it, that that bubble run was incredible. Like he's done it. He, and he did have a great fourth quarter in Game Five, despite not playing well in the in the finals at all. He, you could you we have seen him, you know, go ham in the fourth quarter. He needs to be. Yeah, he's he's a very good superstar, but like. In the same way that Jason Tatum's a superstar. He's yeah. a really good player who can carry you through a couple rounds, but like hasn't found the right, I don't know if it's the right pieces, the right team, the right place to like be the superstar. Like Aaron Gordon was bad in Orlando. Like that was <laughs> that was but this was like his good spot. Like this happens right. all the time. Some some player ends up on a team that just like way more Suited to their talents because they were in like Jamie Brunson situation. this year. I don't yeah. want to say it was a toxic situation, doubt or maybe it was, but yeah, you're right. Some players need a different environment, and, and across all major league sports, we've seen that, and it, it works sometimes. And I think the Miami thing is working for Jimmy, but you know, it could be that extra piece that they need or whatever. And he is getting older; he's been in the league for a long time now, and. I'm sure you want to close that gap as soon as you can, whether it's just sacrificing and trading him to a better situation for him or if Pat Riley wants to pull up all the stops and they bring people to Miami. Yeah, like, I, I, I don't know. They're an interesting team to watch. I, I Like, it's a hard team to count out. But, like, we said that after the first, after the, the bubble season, they got swept the next year. Like, <laughs> Yeah. We don't know what they're they're gonna end up in for um, uh, for next season. Like we do, we just don't know. Like part of the 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 play in tournament makes it have they have more advantage situations. Like if they had won the playoff game against Miami, maybe they lose in the first round to Boston. 
You know, one player I forgot was on this roster, and I wonder if he was truly healthy, do you think he would have made a difference, is Victor Oladipo. So, maybe. I think the biggest problem with the the Heat face during the series is they were just too small. Like, Yeah, you could really notice it in the finals especially. Like, they, they really – like, Bam's only 6'9", 6'10"-ish maybe. Like, that's how big Michael Porter Jr. is. Like, Bam is roughly the same size as, like, Miami's – or as uh, Denver's, like, third biggest player. Like, that's a problem. For them. Like that, like having all the people may have helped a little bit, but it's not. Uh, I don't think it would have made like a huge major difference. Uh, I mean, maybe would have, maybe you wouldn't have had so many minutes from like, maybe they would have played Gabe uh, Struzla, Max Struzla, because he was not playing very well. No, or maybe they would have played his a little threes bit. when he should have. Yeah, like, like that type of shit. But, uh, I don't know. I, I think at this point, it, like as as uh, as tough it is as it is with um, with Oladipo, I don't know that he can like realistically be healthy all the time, which is a bummer because he was really yeah. good when he was. Definitely, man. It's injury prone players are 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 such a tough are so tough to watch, especially when they have talent. But the best ability is availability, and that's part of being a great player as well as staying on the field or the court or wherever. But it's interesting stuff, faces. The heat. I do want to – can we touch very quickly on uh, – because we're going to – the yeah. drafters the next show, but there is some draft pre-draft news. So apparently the Pelicans are trying to get Scoot, um, and I think they should go – Out on. of Villanova? No, no. No, Scoot. no, sorry. Um, the G League point guard, I think. Oh, yeah, Scoot Henderson. Yes. Excuse me. I think – they should trade the Pelican. Or they should trade the Hornets Zion for for the second pick. Yes, and then they should trade some combination of Brandon Ingram for the third pick, and then they build around Labello, or they build around Scoot and Brandon Miller, or whoever else they pick, and their other resilient of first round picks and whatever else they could just blow it up because I. You can't trust Zion. You just can't trust Zion. I think it, it's too much at this point. You give Zion to um, the Hornets and let them pay it. Let let um, let them pay him and Lamelo like a jillion dollars, and maybe they're they're good, and it comes back to bite you in the ass. But like you're not going to be the title contenders. Like it's been. I think there's just too much damaged goods in in uh, New Orleans for him to stay there. Do you think a team, whether it's the Hornets or ever, do you think they will be willing to trade for Zion? Because there's somebody I, who wants to, quote unquote, fix him if he could. If I had a choice between Zion or Kyrie, I, I don't know who I would take. <laughs> I wouldn't touch Zion. Um, I wouldn't touch Zion with like a ten foot pole. Like I don't, unless. <clears throat> Like I don't know how you would you confirm or like figure out what the fuck is going on with him, like conditioning wise. Like there's no way you'd like unless whatever his contract was had like all the Embiid guarantees. Like unless he plays like 50 games or something, mm-hmm. he he like doesn't get paid. Um, I I I just can't. Like he may just be damaged goods. Like the human body is not built to be 
six six and have that firepower and have the springing ability that he is. He's just not like capable. I think, so. I think it's so too. And it it was really dominant in the college level for college level players, but in the pros, it clearly has been a nightmare no, this whole time. Not, and in terms it's of not that he's not dominant, he just can't get healthy. And yeah. I don't know if it's because he's fat or or what it is. Like that's that's the the real question. So I would be afraid of trading for Zion. But the the Hornets are a franchise that you could you know convince them to do some dumb shit like that. Right, and I want to I want to touch him either. And beyond all the bad PR he's going through, it is about health at this point. And. And I you know, think you can probably get Brennan Ingram on a little bit of a discount because there was that story recently that like his teammates aren't happy with him. That is, he he um, like when he when he gets like small injuries that he doesn't play through them like that that they do. And yeah, in this this whole, I know they had a small playoff run, but you know, New Orleans, all this stuff has set them back a few years now. And if I'm in and also having head coaching problems, trying to find that good fit as well, it's been tough for New Orleans. And yeah, if, and you, if you like do blow it a, now, it's a good time to do it. Yeah, you can. You, they still have a bunch of picks coming in. They can get a whole bunch more picks. Like, there's no way they can't get like a couple, maybe two first rounders for Zion from the the Hornets or like Terry Rozier or Gordon Hayward or some shit. Like. As long as you're not taking back Mile Bridges, you're fine. <laughs> and we know with again with the whole team was just bad PR with Charlotte. They they need some revamping too. And I've even heard of rumors of if the NBA either wants to expand or go to a new city, that pretty much Charlotte is first on the list to to relocate somewhere else. So if Michael Jordan who wants to and yeah, Michael Jordan even paid us some of his shares on the team. If they want any relevancy again. This could be the time where you might see them as the Vegas Hornets. Yeah, because if you think LaMelo is your guy, which there's really no proof that he is, um, any more than there's really proof that Bradley Beal is the guy, like, you go you go get Zion. Or even if you get, like, Brandon Ingram, like, that's an improvement over anything else that you have. But, like, there's pieces there that you could they, they could do. I'm trying to think, Faces. Who is one true player, whether it's the NBA or another league, who was drafted really high, did not meet expectations for the first team he was drafted to, goes somewhere else, and has that special career or at least um, strived in his new team? I'm trying to think. I know there were players who moved and were like great role players, like, I don't know, is it like Bill Walton, maybe? Even though he came to the well, Celtics no, well, after he was hurt, the, the reason he, yeah, he was hurt. Like, like yeah. guys move and get and flourish. All like I, I, Isaiah Thomas was on like three teams before he, he was good in the, um, the Celtics. Yeah, with the Celtics. Yeah, uh, like it's like Sacramento and no, like they're, they're guys who like, uh, like Tyrese Halliburton is probably a little bit too early, but Paul Millsap was with Utah for a long time before he like broke out in Atlanta. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's plenty of, like Jimmy Butler. Yeah, so has to get that 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 final ring, that ring once and for all he's been going for. But yeah, I, clearly it's possible. And Zion, beyond all the aggravation, he can be dominant when all things work out. And you know, you just hope you really hope for this guy because he really was 
maybe the most popular athlete in the in the world at one point. I mean, they have the Zion cam when he was doing his Duke game. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, he was his his game is flashy. He's like like he he's an easy marketable guy. Like he's base you can market him. It's pretty easy to market a guy like that. And it just didn't work out because his body can't hold up or he doesn't take enough care of it. Right. And um we're gonna just have to see. There's some good stuff ahead indeed. So let's before we uh, wrap this up, let's just put it on the record right now, faces on June thirteenth, two thousand and twenty three. Tell me your way too early finals predictions. A year from now, who's going to be in the finals and winning it? I'm going to say Denver repeats. And I think they beat the Bucks Because I, I think Milwaukee is the, the safest bet in the in the east to keep their core together and i have like issues with boston like i i, I wouldn't pay Jalen and i but i like don't know what you do like you trade it for a poo-poo platter in houston or or, or what maybe you, you you trade them with like fucking maybe trade them to portland get the third pick do something with that I'm really interested to see what Portland does this offseason. Really, really interested. You know what? I'm going to pick the one team that beat Denver twice this year. The only one. Total bias aside. Total bias. Total bias pick. But let's have the New York Knicks win the East against the Denver Nuggets. Um, pure fantasy. And just, just so I can say it on the record. And, oh, I mean, if we're, we're saying fantasies, then obviously yeah. Webb and Yellow is going to average 35 and 15 with four <laughs> blocks. And he's and the Spurs are going to win the title. Like, <laughs> And they play, we'll do the Spurs and Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> the Spurs and Knicks. <laughs> the Spurs and Knicks, a rematch in 99. I like it. We'll we'll keep that together. But all right, faces, I will see you next week with some draft coverage. And we will already start a new NBA season right away. How about that? Yeah. All right. This is a good one. For sure. Have a great night, faces. Thank you. Let me tell you about Fresh Faces, New Ideas, a.k.a. David Bach. Great stuff, as always. One of the best people to come out of this show. He has a great future working as a first responder. This guy, after recording at 10 o'clock... And after working a full day being an EMT, he is about to go work at 11.30 and go on duty and do the great stuff he's doing. And despite all of that, he still came on the show, gave great analysis, gave us a half an hour, and shows why he's one of the best damn podcasters around. Great stuff today, Fresh Faces. You don't know how much I and this whole fan base appreciates you. Good stuff. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. Don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding the show across all our social media platforms. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at ProdCovalPod, TikTok at Productive Conversations, and Facebook at Productive Conversations. So we will be back tomorrow. 
Dolo is reacting to UFC 289. Guess what? He went 3 for 3 once again. 6 and 0 in picks for the money line in the UFC main card. Let us hear what he has to say tomorrow. So this is my last show this week. Well, I will be with you during the opening monologue and good nights. But uh, it's going to be a dolo show tomorrow. And then next week, we're going to do another Topic Thunder. So let us get excited for that. Topic Thunder's coming back next week. And we are planning a Taylor Swift podcast. I'll leave it at that. I can't say Taylor Swift is coming on the Productive Conversations podcast, at least not this week. The dream is someday, though. And that is absolutely true. But... I want to learn about Swifty culture and talk about Taylor Swift. And though I'm not exactly a Swifty, I do like her music. And somebody have somebody reached out saying they had some words for Ryan when Ryan was asking what what is the special thing Taylor Swift has done for music. And this woman was not happy, and we're going to put them in the same room and, you know, have them debate it out and battle it out. So that's going to be fun. A Taylor Swift podcast next week, as well as Topic Thunder. Then we have the NBA draft next week. So we are figuring out how we're going to cover that. And we'll also do an NBA wrap-up show within the next few weeks as well. So as we complete our postseason coverage and head into the NBA draft and an NBA season wrap-up, and then ultimately we're going to start a new offseason and start a new journey to the finals next year we will see where we are at a year from now and i pray with my heart and i want to put it to the universe that the new york Knicks will be in the nba finals a year from now and that will be some dream coverage right there so i'll put that out to the universe we will see if it ultimately happens but regardless today i just want to thank Fresh Faces New Ideas for coming in and giving a great, great show as always. I want to thank Alexander DeJesus, a.k.a. Dolaren, for his contributions behind the scenes. And I want to thank you, the greatest fans and listeners in the world, for always supporting us no matter what. And always being the greatest fans and listeners in the world. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. And I will see you tomorrow with UFC Reaction. Don't forget to check in on your friends and family. All right, much love. Peace. All she needed was some.